Today's episode of Found Down is brought to you by Unwound Retreats. Unwound Retreats offers fun events and travel experiences for nurses locally and internationally. Founded by me, Nicole Johnson, ICU nurse and host of the Found Down podcast, I provide opportunities for nurses to practice self-care, learn, and travel together. These last two years have been brutal in healthcare, and why not give yourself the gift to unwind, learn, and grow? Previous guests have loved the experiences, especially because you can just show up and know that everything will be taken care of. Unwound Retreats is offering exciting and luxurious retreats in Morocco and Mexico. Go over to unwoundretreats.com and sign up to get on the email list so you can find out more. Welcome to the Found Down Podcast. This is a podcast of untold nursing stories that are sometimes hilarious, dark, insane, and anything in between. As a warning, this show is rated E and is mature in content. It often deals with the reality of life and death and how we as nurses intersect with that on a regular basis. If we laugh, it's not out of disrespect. We love what we do and have every intention of continuing to do so. With that, enjoy the show. Well, welcome to the Found Down Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Johnson, and I'm so excited because I have a guest, a friend of mine is back on the show, Cam Wright, the ever ever entertaining and fabulous and funny. Um, so he's back on the show today because we are going to talk about something near and dear to my heart. Um, just to forewarn you, there's going to be a lot of swearing on this show. Oh yeah, there is. <laughs> I might make all it. My un- kids, all my kids are on zoom in school. They probably their kids, their teachers are like, wait, what, what was that? <laughs> Another fuck F bomb. Yeah. I might make a edited version of this. We'll uh, see. Yeah. Yeah, America. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to talk about um, accidental Tylenol overdoses, which oh, is Jesus. just a crazy thing. Um, and, you know, there's probably some intentional Tylenol overdose stuff that we'll talk yeah. about as well. But um, before we get started, I have to say an apology, and that is to the audience out there that I said I was going to take the high road <laughs> regarding my feelings yeah. about Trump having COVID. And I, I can't, man. I can't. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Yeah. His tweet, feeling really good. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. We've had, I just can't even believe how irresponsible he's been. And to try to instill in the Americans out there that it's actually not very serious. That's crazy to me. Did I lose you? Yeah, you just froze. I think that, I think. Sorry. No, I think the federal government heard what you were going to talk about and just froze that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't hear anything. I'm sorry. Do it again. No, I just said that. So his quote is that he says, don't be afraid of COVID. Don't oh, dominate your life. Yeah. Which is insane because, yeah. you know, you and I, we've seen patients who are sick as fuck. Yeah. Like, fuck that guy. Yeah. I just, it's, uncon- it. it's unconscionable. It's, it's unconscionable that, that this guy that's supposed to be, you know, first off, let's go back to the part where he's a public servant. And then it's just this total disinformation campaign um, from him and his entire administration. The fact that I want to walk back to what you said before, it's it's not that you're not taking the high road. It's that you're actually being honest. And we as a country have done the worst possible um, containment and mitigation strategies. I, I, we, we didn't have enough tests. We still don't have enough tests. We have uh, 
first we had tests that were worth going, you know, are they really that accurate? And in the meantime, Trump and his administration is getting tested every single day. Nobody has access to the guy. And you see how well that worked, right? Because eventually right. that Swiss cheese lines up and you get penetrated and then, and like, I don't even know, it's just, I don't even know how he makes the argument that he's done anything even remotely okay. He freaking um, constantly undermines and contradicts his experts. President Trump uh, is not an infectious disease uh, expert. He's not a, a fucking doctor. He, like, it's like, he's not even a good real estate guy. I mean, like, he's declared bankruptcy at least four times. Who knows who owes this $400 million to? My money's on banks that are owned by Putin. But anyway, whatever. He, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And people, people who look to the president and, uh, for guidance are, they're getting screwed. It, it just, like, just, it's just basic stuff, right? Look, yeah, shutting down the economy, that, that sucked. But yeah. look at Washington State's numbers, right? We are not getting punched in the privates over as, as bad as other places. And we were able not to get overwhelmed, right? Yep, um, yep. I mean, we were busy and I remember, I remember talking to my coworkers, I was like, you know, we get a couple more people, it's gonna, it could be a little dicey, but we flattened the curve, we, we did what we were supposed to do because we listened to science and we listened to the experts. And then this Trump, like the, okay, first off, let's just talk about the fact this that- This fucker. He, gets COVID. How many people do you affect in the White House? They're, they're falling like flies. Hey, listen, uh, Nick, has anybody heard about Chris Christie? He checked himself yeah. into the hospital a week ago and it's fucking crickets. Like it's like Ghostville. Nobody's saying anything. I mean, is he intubated? Is he, yeah. you know what I mean? If you're overweight and you have type two diabetes and you have some pulmonary problems anyway, you're, you're in, like, you're in serious you're, you're, for badness. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I just feel like he was grossly irresponsible Absolutely. with his anecdotal yep. feeling, uh, anecdotal experience. And here he is oh, telling yeah. fuck the fucking American people to throw oh, yeah. caution Don't to the wind. Don't be afraid. It. Don't it's be, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Don't be afraid that I got treated early with medications that weren't even given to anybody else until they were on the ventilator. Um, uh, I'm friends with the guy and I own uh, stock in the company. I think this is true uh, in the company that had the monoclonal um, antibody, you know, monoclonal antibody therapy that he got yeah. that nobody else has got. Then he also got right. a bunch of IV medications and he was watched closely. And, and then he's like, oh, it's, it's no big deal. It's the flu. And it's like, well, okay, first off, your entire White House is falling like flies some of those people may get really, really fucking sick. And uh, it's, yeah, it's unconscionable. He, he's, uh, it's just disgusting. And it's disgusting that I live in a country where half of this country is like, just, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. What, just, they just keep, will follow it. And I, I can't, as a Christian, I cannot vote for Satan because, yeah. because Satan says, oh, uh, yeah, I don't like abortion. Okay, first off, we could go. That's a whole nother topic. And secondly, right. like I'm not like I'm not willing to do that. I'm not yeah. going to vote against everything that Jesus talked about: mercy, peace, taking care of the poor and the sick. I, I'm not going to vote against all that because of this Joker. Never mind his hookers and his failed yeah. marriages and 
all the photos of him with young women around Jeffrey Epstein and all of that. And the suing and the lying and the white supremacy and the hating. This guy's terrible. I can't do another four years of this guy. Totally. I can't do do it. No, I can't do it either. Yeah, it's unconscionable. I'm just waiting for Fauci just to be like, and I'm out. I can't do it anymore. Like, and I would just go on a rant if I was Fauci. I would just say, this, 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 and that. It's all lies. Wear your mask, wash your hands, practice social distancing. Jesus. Hold up for a vaccine. Can we go back to one thing that he did that drove me, that Trump did that was the craziest, was just, he left the fucking hospital when he had COVID, and then he came back, like, as a nurse, I know. as a provider. We call like, that AMA. Like, you went to yeah. AMA, buddy. And what now your insurance, now your insurance plan isn't going to cover your costs. Oh, that's right. He has socialized health care. You're welcome. That's our tax dollars. Sorry, don't worry. Yeah, no, dude, I he just, totally put a security detail and at risk. And I don't care if those guys are wearing N95s or not. Like, how much virus did you spread out all over in the back of the uh, of the vehicle? I mean, oh, my God. You think about when you go into a patient's room oh. with COVID, and then, like, you're, like, the way that you take so – you're so careful when you yeah. leave and you go in and you leave, and, and you're like, he's the guy that's like, just get me out of here. Like, let me just fucking no. get out of here. And you, like, yeah. won't be able to do all the infection prevention oh my God. precautions. Oh, yeah. How many people did he put at risk beyond yeah, exactly. the Secret Service? Think about when you and I come out of that room, we come out of the COVID-19 room. I'm wearing a freaking, if I'm not wearing an N95, you know, I usually wore a papper. Um, you know, I have to take a, you know, a Clorox chemical wipe and wipe the door and get the sign from the nurse that it's okay to come out. And then I come out backwards, pitch that clock. You know, they basically stand like this. They wipe you down head to toe. You gel your hands like, like three times. Yeah. I take everything off. I pull it all and throw it like in a fucking garbage can away from everybody. Then I gel again. I, I, I mean, Jesus, like it's like a very detailed, complicated process to get in and out of these rooms. And he's just like, fuck it. And then it's like, no big deal. No big deal. Don't be afraid. Oh my God. I just, just like, himself. oh my God. And now, you know, of course, we're, uh, you know, Given where demographics, where you know politics, like it's spreading like freaking wildfire in the in the Midwest, and it's. I thought maybe people would feel. I know. I I thought maybe people might be like, "Oh, okay. Well, if if Trump can get it, the White House folks can get it. Like, well, then maybe." Oh no! Oh no! Well, Trump said, "Don't worry about it." Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Oh my God! How many people do I have to watch die? Like seriously. Yeah. No, yeah. Manny tweeted too. He tweeted, you know, it's not as, you know, it's, um, you know, sometimes, you know, th- there's flus, you know, that, that kill more than 100,000 people. So don't be afraid. And it's like, well, we've actually lost, we've had more death than the previous five flu seasons. And that's not even counting all the costs that it's taken to keep the people al- alive that we saved. Mm. Like, and then there's mm. other things about this virus that the flu doesn't cause, like, I have a family member who got COVID. Uh, yeah, she was sicker than hell. Um, I checked in on her every day. I was giving her breathing exercises to keep her, you know, her lungs open. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, she has joint aches now. This is three months later. Her joints hurt every day. Her hair is falling out. She has chronic fatigue syndrome now. I mean, like, she's just like train wrecked. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
it's not a bad flu. God, you, I don't know about you, but when H1N1 broke, and I got H1N1 taking care of patients in the ICU. I was, you yeah, did? I was, yeah, I was sick for five days. But guess what? Five and done. I got up. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I didn't have any residual joint aches. You know, my hair wasn't falling out. I didn't have chronic fatigue. Like, it was influenza. Like, yeah, there, there's gonna, there's still some crazy fallout. We just have no idea what the hell is gonna happen. Yeah, and then we have these. They call them long tailers. Like, they got it back in March. They're still, still struggling. Still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then for him just to be just so dismissive, I, I can't take it. It's fucking horseshit. Yes, totally. It's just I was, unconscionable. I was chatting with some friends of mine last week who live in Australia. Oh, they must and- be laughing their asses off at us. They can't believe it. They can't yeah. believe they can't believe what's happening in the United States. I mean, they have flattened the curve in Australia. Oh. Their caseload, they barely have any cases at yeah. all. They've like restricted all these borders yeah. in between the states. You have to quarantine. You have to have, yeah. first, first of all, you have to permission to go to another state. Yeah. You have to yeah. basically quarantine, guard, be guarded quarant- yeah. and quarantined yeah. um, for 14 days. And so it's just insane. Yeah. And we have a bunch of Americans who are like, hey, what about my rights? Uh, you don't know. You're just, that's, it's not about your rights. It's now you just being selfish and not caring about your neighbor. Um, and don't even tell me that, like, we talked about this before. Don't even tell me you're pro-life and anti-mask, you, you hypocrite. And don't even tell me that you're a Christian because we're supposed to be loving our neighbors ourselves and, and watching out for the most vulnerable of us. Like, read the Beatitudes. Oh, my gosh. I can't take yeah. it. Like, I can't take it. Like, what are we going to do, Cam? Yeah. Well, what are we? <laughs> I'm going to get a freaking vaccine in my arm. And I'm going to keep taking care of these people that, A, don't think it's real or they're anti-vaxxers. And, like, we're going to be dealing with this for, like, a while. Ugh. Like, a while. Like, you yeah, know, for sure. we're going to get, we're going to get vaccines and we're going to do what we need to do. And but we're still going to have to work. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. Mm. it's just ridiculous yeah it is it is i i know i have to have an exit strategy but um yeah right but yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see thank you so much for talking about this oh i know it's like it's it's just it's no it's maddening it's i don't want this to be a political show but the truth is is like all of a sudden like we're caught in the middle of this like well and i was i would say too you know like if McCain was president or freaking Mitt Romney was president, like things would have been handled. You know, I, I truly have to believe because they're a lot, they, you know, God bless, you know, McCain. I, you know, not my favorite, you know, I'm not, it's too far right for me, but whatever, like there would have been some logic and some reason and listen, listen to science. And there'd been way more mitigation and he would have been a leader being like, you got to wear a mask. This is what we're going to have to do. We're going to get through this together as a country. He wouldn't be talking about, well, the blue states are, you know, the enemy and Democrats, this is all made up hoax. He'd be like, no, this, and Mitt Romney would be like, this is real. We have to come together as a people. We have to watch each other's backs. We have to take care of each other. We're going to get through this. We can do this. But he's just like splitting, splitting, splitting. He just plays, he doubles down to his base. He doubles down to his base. He's a white supremacist. He couldn't even come out and say like, during the debate, like, hey, I mean, it was a softball too. Like, like, it's like, Hey, do you think evil's wrong? Yeah. Right. Like, how can you miss that? Like, do you think Nazism <laughs> is evil? Oh, uh, I don't even know any Nazis. Like, uh, Proud Boys, Stand By, like, that was just, yeah. that was, 
that was that ridiculous. Was a, that was really, really dark. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's what he is. And it's not mm-hmm. just rhetoric. This is who no. he is at his core. Mm-hmm. At his core. Like, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's super fucked up. It's fucked up. And well, what everybody's sick- life is at risk because of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Wait, oh my God. I just can't believe it. We have 7.64 million cases oh, yeah. of COVID. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, if masking and social distancing and washing your hands and shutting some shit down, if that, if that was like all fake, then we'd be drowning in COVID patients right now. I would live at work. I probably have already gotten it already. You know what I mean? Like, but we were able to do the right thing. And most of us, most of us flattened the, we did what we should have done. We flattened the curve and we didn't get overwhelmed. It's, I mean, you think about the way that we work together in, in the ICUs, you know, we're up close, we're personal. We can't be far from patients, right? Uh-uh. Because yeah. the, way, the nature of our work, but we, we do it masked yeah. um, or, you know, wearing an N95, depending on what isolation needs you need, but just even outside of patient rooms, yeah. every provider, every nurse, every person is wearing eye protection and yeah. And a face mask. And actually, I was thinking, it's really good to see your face, you know? Like, we don't see each other. I know. I haven't anymore. seen you in fucking... I haven't seen you in months. And normally, you and I give the... Bringing in a high five and a freaking... Yeah. We go, like, and then we're, like, doing like this and, like, whoosh, and then, like, you know, nothing. <laughs> and you know yeah, me, yeah. man. I'm, like, a toucher, a cuddler... Yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. Boundary mm-hmm. violator. And I can't do any of that at work. I, I'm at work and I just go like this. I just put my hands on my chest. Don't touch anything, Cameron. That's it. I'm don't the back, the, in the back. That's my narrative. Like, don't, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. Don't grab a cap. Don't grab anybody's cap. Don't, don't do it. Don't high five. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 um, high five somebody recently and I was like, what? Whoa. Oh shit. <laughs> You're filling up your hands. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that too. I was like, wait, well, that felt good. But yeah. also like Yeah, also, yeah. Yeah, no, oh shit. We can't we can't be touching one another. Yeah. So, not in that way. Hey, this is Nicole, and I wanted to share that I'm facilitating a mini self-care retreat put on by the King County Nurses Association on October 24th, called Be Here Now. It will include resources on resiliency and will practice gratitude, mindfulness, and self-compassion. Plus, we'll do restorative yoga put on by the fabulous Des Wood from episode four. Go to my website, unwoundretreats.com, where you can find out more. This is a virtual event, so hopefully I'll see you there. Oh my God. So I'm going <laughs> to, we're going to switch gears a little bit and, not, and talk about something else. Yeah. I have one thing. I have one question to ask you, Cam, do you take Tylenol? I 100% do not take that, that drug. And I say that I'm, I'm not going to say it's bad. Like, you know, obviously if someone's got a fever or I like to prescribe it, if I have somebody in narcotics and I can, I can, I schedule it you know, below three, you know, three to four grams below that yeah. in a 24-hour period because it, it works synergistically and I find that I can really um, effectively treat people's pain um, and I am able to use less narcotics than otherwise. Yeah. Um, but personally, I do not take it and we have not had any in this house for years. 
um, when COVID came out and then there was like this data, like is ibuprofen bad? Maybe you should not be using that with, you know, Tylenol. So I got some Tylenol. Um, it's hidden away. Only my wife knows where, where it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll tell you why, because uh, A, um, I would feel terrible if my kids took it without me knowing it and took too much or B, like every now and then, I'm gonna be honest with you, I have to take an Ambien and mm-hmm. I am terrified that I would take an Ambien and then sleepwalk and pound a bottle of Tylenol. So I don't even know where it is. Oh, That's good. how afraid I am of, of Tylenol overdose. Yeah, yes. You know, when I, when in 2008, when I started in the ICU, my world was rocked because I didn't know that people accidentally died yeah. from taking this really seemingly benign, oh, ubiquitous yeah. drug. Oh yeah, totally. There. So I'm gonna read a couple things here. Do it. Um, from, I'm gonna I'm gonna link this source up in the show notes. But um, so more than 60 million Americans consume Tylenol on a weekly basis or acetaminophen. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Tylenol toxicity is the second most common cause of liver transplantation worldwide and the most common in the u.s it's responsible for 56,000 emergency department visits 2600 hospitalizations and 500 deaths per year in the u.s yeah. and 50 percent of these are unintentional overdoses yep yep yeah I just yeah it's crazy it's absolutely crazy yeah i yeah I cringe when I think and I play soccer a lot. Uh, and I remember in high school, you know, varsity, a big game. I took out a bunch of guys, whatever, I'm sore. I take the tunnel bottle and go like this. And I'm, you know, you're a dumbass teenager. And I, I must have had eight in my hand, which is four grams. Take that. Like, yeah, I oh, have had, one bit. Whoop. Yeah. Yeah. I've had multiple patients who, um, I have had multiple patients who, who either, Unintent, you know, it was an accidental overdose. Like they like had a back injury and they were drinking anyway. And then they were taking, you know, like six, eight grams a day, 10 grams a day for like a month. And then that's like, and then the liver is just like F you, I'm done. Or I've had so unfortunate when you get like a young woman who's going through some, you know, is depressed or is going through just like a hard time and they take an entire bottle of Tylenol as like a cry for help, not realizing that now they've completely fucking poisoned themselves and now they're in like acute liver failure and now that they're really going to die unless we get them transplanted quickly. And I've watched, you know, I mean, you know how they die. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's bad, you know, coagulation yeah, offline, gluconeogenesis, herniate their brain stem if they don't do that then they bleed out like it's terrible it's It's absolutely terrible terrible. yeah um the reason that i'll just go back to the the reason that people unintentionally overdose is because tylenol is in everything yep um and people don't know that acetaminophen is tylenol that it's also in like cold Mm -hmm. medicine and mixed with like what it's in Percocet or it's Paracetamol. Oh yeah, no, I've seen that a couple times too. Mm-hmm. And then um, the recommended dose for adults is for adults really is three grams a day, or less, but, yep. um, or maybe four grams liberally. Yeah. But like the place where you get to like lethal doses is like seven and a half to ten grams a day, which is yeah. less than double the dose, less yeah. than du- double the recommended dose. Yeah. So yeah. and if you do that for like just a few days in a row, yeah. 
Like you can dink, well, not dink. You can create like serious lip yeah. damage. And, yep. um, mm-hmm. and then the fucked up thing, which you and I have seen this for those people that it is a cry for help. Like they try to commit suicide. They won't, you, the thing that you might actually need is a liver transplant to save your life yeah. because you tried to kill yourself. You, that you you won't get it. You might not get one. Yeah, I know. I know. I had this 18 year old guy. He just graduated high school. His girlfriend had dumped him. He was really hurting. And I think he had some depression anyway. And I think he had had another like pseudo attempt maybe the year before or six months. Well, anyway, he had a, like, this was like a second or third pseudo attempt. And like, he took his liver out because he had those attempts he yeah he wasn't gonna get an organ and he died like he and it takes the thing is too it takes a while it can take 10 days before you start getting encephalopathic and like he was wide wide eyed and awake and we just waited for him to like it was bad it that was bad i'm not getting over it. you know there's so many things that you and i have experienced and watched that mm-hmm. we just like i'm not getting over that shit yeah so yeah as soon as covid's over if I don't use that entire bottle of Tylenol, which we won't because we use it so frequently, it's going down like, you know, it's like, it's going in the yeah. garbage. Like, you, I can't. you want to know, I actually have a bottle of Tylenol in my, in my medicine cabinet for the exact same reason that you did. Because, because when COVID hit, we heard that maybe ibuprofen wasn't good. So it's like, well, maybe I should have. Yeah. Tylenol. Cause you don't want to have a fever too for five days. You know, that's, that's miserable. Right. Yeah, and totally. Tylenol can be good at anti, you know, anti pyrogenic right yep. or he's a pyrogenic yeah but the um you know it's good for fevers and good for body aches and stuff but if you drink yeah. at all like yeah, dude, you when take i was it. in fucking oh, yeah. college you know i would drink and then you know take some tylenol ward off the headache yeah mm. i know right bad, bad combo yeah it it's was... oh go ahead sorry no i was gonna say you know of course i have we, we all have these patients that just like, I don't, you know, there's this woman who had been in a car accident and had just been popping, you know, Tylenol um, yeah. for her chronic pain. And it had been in something else that she was using. Yeah. And so she was just like double dipping, double dipping. And then, you know, for a few days, but you don't see like the symptoms of Tylenol yeah. toxicity. It won't show up for like no, a day or two. It kills your liver then, first. Yeah. And then you're on this pathway that your train is already off the tracks, yeah. man. Yeah. And so I think in this this situation, it was also crazy. She ended up having like neck fash as well, which was really weird from her car accident, car accident. And But she was in multi-organ failure and um, and acute liver failure as well and didn't, didn't make it um, yeah. for obvious reasons but like she wouldn't have been on that road yeah like she's one of those 500 cases a year and we you know i think at our institution we see this a lot more often than other people because we're a transplant tertiary care center totally totally and if you look at like you ran those numbers you know 70 million take it and then, and then people are going to do that math and be like, well, 70 million take it, but only 500 die. I mean, but the thing is, is it's 500 people that had no clue that they were taking themselves out. Like, yeah. With the benign, supposedly yeah, a benign, supposedly benign. Yeah, exactly. But it is yeah. really, it's, it's really, if you're thinking like 
only double the dose for a couple of days. Double yeah. the d- recommended dose for a couple of days could fucking box your liver. Yeah. And yep. meaning and you don't life. even know. You don't even know until the liver's boxed and you're yellow. And then you come to us and we put you on like an acetylcysteine drip and we're trying to eat you across. Yeah, it's like, and we're just like watching those LFTs go up and then I'm watching the INR go up oh and then I'm like, maybe we'll crest, but then the blood glucose just goes in the crapper because the last thing you go offline is their like gluconeogenesis and, and then we're like, shit. And the whole time you're like, oh my God, working oh my them God. up for a transplant. And yeah. Right, and you're just like, please uh, God, please God, because then you end up no, also no, no, like, no, no. Yeah. So brain swelling from this cerebral yeah. edema, and then oh, yeah. you know you can just like oh. in herniate your brain. Which for those of you out there, you only have a certain much space in your actual skull. Mm-hmm. So there's a yeah. there's one hole. Like, what do you do if your brain swells? You know, there's only one way it can go. There it goes anyway. right down where the spinal cord goes. Yep. Yeah, it's the, bad. It's bad. Was, it's good that you're doing this because it's good you're talking about this because you know Tylenol in our society pretty you know ubiquitous and people don't realize that like yeah you know what and i'm gonna be honest um i use it a lot but you know we know we know the dangers and they're only getting so much and it, it's actually can work really really well especially for fever or mm-hmm, pain, pain or like mm-hmm. synergistically like i talked about with my narc with narcotics but um yeah it is not a medicine to take lightly and it's not one of those medicines where like if a little bit works good then half the bottle is going to work great or, or like i've seen people too poison themselves with uh, Tylenol PM because they're having oh, a tough God. time sleeping and so they take like you know four or five of those and they slug it down with a beer and it's just a de- freaking debacle the, and they've been doing it for like every night for a month yeah yeah, yeah and then it just creeps up um yep. I have to be pretty vague on what I'm about to talk about but um oh, yeah. I, I took care of somebody sometime at one point yeah, I'll just say that. Once in the last twelve years. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll just say it was in the year. Uh, but um, I took care of someone who um, who wanted wanted to kill themselves, and uh. slugged the whole slugged like a whole fucking bottle. Um, and I of Tylenol. Uh, yeah. Five hundred milligram tablets. And yeah. Luckily, you know, I mean, so whenever that, whenever someone does that, like the clock just starts ticking right away yep. from the time point of ingestion, right? And so, yep. you know, you call the poison control center, they would get you, mm-hmm. you know, recommend the person, first of all, has to say something, right? In order for yep. them to get any treatment. But yeah. in this case, this person eventually told somebody within like, I think 12 or 16 hours, mm. which is a long time. Yeah. And then, um, and then mm. got sent to us, um, and was on a high dose and acetylcysteine regimen. But I remember looking at this person and they had no idea how bad, they were, it, mm-hmm. how bad it was maybe going to be for them. Mm-hmm. And just to slowly watch, not even slowly, like every four hours we do labs and like their labs were like, okay. And then they just skyrocket to the thousands yeah and they're like their liver enzymes and i was like oh my god no yeah no yeah like i went home yeah that night i like 
I bawled on my way home from work because this person was young, because they were dumb, yeah. because they made a fucked up decision about yep. someone they loved, yep. you know, or whatever. And, yep. and I just like held my breath, held my breath, you know, and came back the next day and their enzymes had peaked which was great. And they were doing it. They were peaked and going down and they weren't, they were going to be okay. But like sure. that, yeah. that knowing that yeah. like they had no idea how close they were to the most horrifying and God awful death. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's God awful for you and me because big and telepathic, <laughs> right? But yeah. Yeah. I remember, you know, prescribing, you know, doing serial, um, Come on, number connection tests and every oh, yeah. four hours it was getting a little worse and a little worse. I know I was above eight. I'm just like, oh, this is so bad. And they and their family were clueless, like just clueless. And then, yeah, then she got totally encephalopathic, ended up getting intubated. And then we get into that negotiation with neurosurgery, like, are we going to bolt them? Are we not going to bolt them? Or, and we have a protocol that we're going to bolt them, but they never want to do it because their INR is so freaking high, but we can't pump them with ffp because that will just let lead to more cerebral edema like you know what i mean like yeah it's yeah. a fucked up it's you're in a yeah. oh my god you're in the worst yeah and we know what's going to happen and they're just like don't have any idea we tell them you know this is really bad there's and they, they're like, <laughs> i'm sorry to laugh yeah it, it's, it's so it's beyond bad like yeah you know We're like I this is I'm... really bad and they're like you know nobody not once has anybody ever said hey can you define bad like you know, what does that mean? Like, you know, and then you got to be like, well, like, they could die. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, bro. And then I came, I came in the next day and they, they'd heard it in the middle of the night. And it's just like, God. that, yeah. And that's brain death. And that, you know, for you're the not coming back from that. There. Yeah. No, that's organ donation. If you're going to yeah. agree to that or whatever. Um, but that's, yeah, that's dead yeah. brain death. De- de- yeah. yeah. It's fucking. But you know the whole point of this show is not to like bring everybody down, but the the <laughs> yeah. But it's like you know I want it to be a, a bit of a PSA with yeah totally profa- profanities and there is. Did you ever listen to that um, this American Life episode called um, "Use Only as Directed"? No, but it sounds like really good advice. It was, <laughs> yes. oh, it's, it's, it's an amazing episode. You know, it's a really well done podcast where they have this great episode about, um, the dangers of Tylenol and some personal stories oh. in there, yeah. you know, cause kids are also young p- parents accidentally give their kids too much time. Too much. And yeah. then they, it's so easy if you're thinking like milliliters and like little baby doses, like, it's, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. Use only as directed. <laughs> It's a good advice anyway, but um, exactly. it's a great episode for this, for that podcast. So you guys should check it out. Um, There's not a ton of drugs either with that sort of narrow therapeutic window. There isn't. I, I think about isn't. like, I was just going through my mind. I was like, maybe digoxin, but people, you know, you can't, you're not going to have that with that prescription, but like the, you know, the therapeutic window for it to actually work is so narrow. Um, but Tylenol, Yeah. It can be a fantastic medication when used correctly and when not used correctly. It's yeah. You, oh, it, so it used to be touted as like this it, on the label. It was said like the safest, um, mm. yeah. which they've now changed yeah. because they, because they've had to, but I, it had this, um, you know, in the seventies when there were the, 
cyanide poisonings in the Tylenol capsules. Mm. Like ty- ty- the, you know, a oh, yeah. Tylenol company then did all this stuff to like make sure it was like super safe medication. So in the public's eye, after that incident, yeah. it's become this like really yeah. safe, safe, safe drug. So um anyway, they've Yeah. They've had to it's it's just it's just not. It like if you if you you can't overdose like you can't take that much ibuprofen and kill yourself. You can take out your kidneys, but it takes a while. Yeah, you got to be like on grand quantity doses for a while. If you took like a bottle of ibuprofen, yeah, that's not good. I think your big risk, you know, is like a GI bleed, right? Just eat right yeah. through your stomach. But like, yeah, it's tough to kill yourself with ibuprofen, hence why nobody uses it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I remember uh, a physician in our in our department told me that like in other countries, they sell Tylenol, but you only get so much. It's not like you get a big bottle, like Costco size bottle. You, they just don't do that. And then it's also in blister packs. So like oh. you got to work at getting a blister packing enough Tylenol. And plus you don't get that much. Like you got to go to the pharmacy and they give you like this much. And then, you know what I mean? You'd like have to stockpile that for a little while and then blister pack it all out. And then by that time, you'd be like, maybe this is not a good idea. Whereas here in America, you're just like, Shh cap open down the gullet you know it's like yeah yeah. we do everything we do everything large here it's yes right oh my god oh my god well um i just want to say thank you for being on the show any i don't even deserve it thank you what are you talking about come on dude please let's be honest you're You're amazing no you're amazing Come on. You're amazing. You're so fun to talk to. Uh, and uh, you're wildly entertaining. You're and- hilarious. This is Cam <laughs> Medicated, by the way. This is Cam on <laughs> the Adderall, 10 milligrams, extended release, Q, uh, Q day. Yeah. I get booster um, pills too, because our days are so long that this only works for like eight hours. And then I'm like, I get about three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, I can tell. <laughs> really? What? What is it? What happens? What's I just get this. Like I told you before, I don't know if I told you this, but like, before you know i'm 52 and so i've been dealing with this for freaking ever my parents would medicate me back in the day and then i just learned all these you know little life skills whatever but basically for the previous it's like being in a room with 30 different radios all on a different channel and a mariachi band playing in the corner and then this constant stream of like anxiety coming at you and then i'm trying to like do my thing and you know be an adult so then i you know being on adderall it's like it's turned the frequent, turn the volume down. Oh yeah. It's, it's like just, a little internal force field and I can actually focus. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I could, I, you know, yeah, it's been helpful. I love, I love that you're openly talking about this. Oh yeah. Come on. Come on. Like, like when you get to be 52, like, do you know what I'm saying? And all that we've seen, like, this is me. This is who I am. I, I have tremendous, I feel like victories and I have struggles that I still struggle with and I'm a human and yeah, I've yeah. got ADHD and it has been um, a double-edged sword. I was able to go to grad school with five kids and an ICU job because you just go and go and go and go and go. But Damn. where the fuck are my car keys? I have no fucking idea where my car keys are. And I, did I put my wallet on the roof of the car yet again and drive away? I mean, it's that. It's that. And then the anxiety. Anxiety. Yeah. You either have depression mm-hmm. or anxiety. Mm. It's nice to get a little even yeah i got a force field on right now i'm just like i feel so good 
That's this is awesome. What, like, morning, I, took it. I took it like for the first time in June and I was like, oh my God, this is what it feels like to be normal. Oh my God. Yeah. Powerful. I love that. I love yeah. that. You're good, good for you for taking care of yourself. I'm just trying. Well, um, right. you're the best. We it's you. It's you. Come no, on. you Thank are. You so but I, I hope. Can't take, those, can't take those compliments. It's you and you know it's you. Well, thanks for um, coming on the show and entertaining yeah. everybody out there and also myself. And yeah, you know, I love a good chat with you and it's always see- good to see you around. Um, I hope that you come and play um, with us here soon again. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, and I'll see you in the MICU. I rotate yeah. up like in two weeks. Yeah. That's <gasps> three in a row. Sweet. I'll see you there. Okay. See you. Thanks so much, Cam. Thank you. You're okay. fantastic. No, you are. Okay. No, it's you. <laughs> no, you. Okay. Okay. Bye. 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 Yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave an honest review on whatever platform you are listening. Also, feel free to share this with your nursing colleagues. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at founddownpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send in any stories. Just make sure they're HIPAA compliant. Also, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at founddownpodcast. We'll see you on the next one.